Before we begin today's topic, I just want to say that I was a Baptist Christian for 15 plus years. When the Holy Spirit convicted me of false worship on Sunday, this conviction caused me to take immediate action. I took action and chose righteousness by worshiping the Lord on his day as he has commanded his people to do so. I love Jesus and keeping the Lord's commandments plus his Saturday Sabbath is delightful, refreshing, and full of joy. Jesus Christ brought me out of 15 plus years of pornography and masturbation. The Lord led me to the Seventh-day Adventist message to understand present truth and become a Protestant for the Lord and call his people out of Babylon. Anyone who profess the name of Jesus, let us all prepare for home by God's amazing grace. Let's prepare by knowing the way of Jesus. Let us seek Jesus for victory over sin, keeping his commandments by faith as we look up to Christ and the heavenly sanctuary. The Bible says in Psalms chapter 77, verse 13, Your way, O God, is in the sanctuary. Who is so great a God as ours? Amen. This is a loud cry to God's people in love who worship on Sunday. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 18, verse 4, And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins, and lest you receive of her plagues. The name of this episode is Run to Jesus in the Sanctuary. Babylon is coming. So this episode, we will explain the following. Number one, walking with Jesus in the sanctuary. Number two, we will explain who comprises Babylon based on Revelation chapter 17, verse 1 through 6. And number three, we will leave you with scriptures for encouragement. And always remember, faith, hope, and love is forever. And the greatest of these is love. Give me a quick moment and I'll be right back. Welcome back. So in the beginning, God created Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve was commanded by God not to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 2, verse 16 through 17, And the Lord commanded him, You may eat freely from every tree in the garden, but you may not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. For in the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. So question, what does the tree of knowledge of good and evil represent? Number one, life and death. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. Number two, blessing and curse. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. Number three, clean 
and unclean. Isaiah 52, verse 11. And number four, evil represents sin. Romans chapter 6, verse 23. The Bible teaches in Genesis chapter 3, verse 6, that Adam and Eve accepted the wisdom of Satan. So because our first parents rejected the word of God, they allowed sin, death, and curses into the world by accepting the doctrine of Satan. Yes, when Adam and Eve sinned, they chose Satan as their God. The Bible teaches in John chapter 8, verse 34, anyone who sinned is a slave to sin. So you may say, Brother Kelly, I'm with you so far. But why Adam and Eve could not just repent and come back to God's side? Remember, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 7, Adam and Eve clothed themselves in their own righteousness, meaning both of them were guilty. But Adam and Eve repented according to Genesis chapter 3, verse 21, which says, Also for Adam and his wife, the Lord made tunics of skin and clothed them. God clothed Adam and Eve in his salvation and his righteousness. However, they could not come back to God's side because there must be a change in the heart of man. God forgave Adam and Eve for their sin and gave them the sacrificial system that was passed down to generation until the death of Jesus on the cross. The Lord knows the heart of every man and woman on this earth. From Adam to Noah to Moses to the 12 tribes of Israel to the Hebrews, the disciples, and all the way to the remnant church today, the Lord knows the heart of every man. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 25, verse 8 and verse 9, And let them make me a sanctuary so that I may dwell among them. And you must make the tabernacle and design its furnishing according to the pattern I will show you. Question. What is the sanctuary or tabernacle? Answer. Our bodies is the temple of the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. Question. What separates us from the Lord? Answer. Sin separates us from the Lord. Isaiah 59, verse 2. Jesus' death on the cross was God's redemption plan to save you and me from sin. The Bible says in John chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, so that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So is salvation conditional? Yes. So what does redemption mean? It means to purchase or to buy back, according to Psalms chapter 74, verse 2. From the beginning, God's plan to redeem the soul of man was in three steps. Number one, the cross, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Number two, victory over sin, the power of Jesus Christ. And number three, to bring us home, the power of God. So by walking with Jesus 
in the sanctuary, we must understand the furniture in the sanctuary. First is the court. The court represents the earth. The court represents the earth because Jesus died on the cross on the earth. In the court, there is two pieces of furniture. Number one, the altar of sacrifice, which represents Jesus. John chapter 1 verse 29. And number two is laver, which represents cleansing by Jesus. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 26. So walking with Jesus in the court means the Lord is calling you and me to the altar of sacrifice, which represents Jesus, to repent of our sins. Next, we walk to be lavered with Jesus as he cleanses us with baptism. Second is the holy place. In the holy place, there are three pieces of furniture. Friends, please understand. The Bible is not a book of bedtime stories. Please hear what the Spirit says. First, the table of showbread, which represents truth. What is truth? The Word is truth. Who is the Word? His name is Jesus Christ. Second, is candlesticks, which represents Jesus. The Lord says, I am the light of the world, and those who follow me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. John chapter 8 verse 12. Number three is altar of incense. This represents a prayer life. The prayer life and lifestyle of Jesus. Jesus prayed and surrendered himself to his father daily. Now that we have experienced Jesus in the court, we follow the Lord in the holy place. What does it mean to follow the Lord in the holy place? As we study the word of God daily, we are eating spiritual bread from heaven, which satisfies our souls. So now that we are full from the word of God, we will become candlesticks, sharing the light of God's word to others. And because we have a relationship with God, we lift up prayers of incense daily to our intercessor, and faithful high priest, Jesus Christ. As Jesus surrendered to the will of the Father, as Christians, we must surrender our will to Jesus Christ. Amen. And finally is the most holy place. In the most holy place is one piece of furniture, the Ark of the Covenant. Jesus is judge. The Ark of the Covenant is where the Ten Commandments preside. On October 22nd, 1844, Jesus entered the most holy place. As we continue to walk with Jesus in these last days, we will continue to get victory over sin. How can we get victory over sin? By being attached to the vine. The Bible says in John chapter 15, verse 5, I am the vine, and you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Dear listener, we can give victory over sin, but we must be attached to the vine. We must meet with Jesus in the court. Yes, 
We must keep the Ten Commandment law if we are attached to the vine. As we are attached to the vine, we must understand we have an enemy. His name is Lucifer, who is now called Satan. Satan is a cunning deceiver. He rebelled against the Lord and was thrown down to earth. A battle between Jesus and Satan is the greatest controversy on this earth. But who was Satan working through? The Bible tells us in many books in the Bible. But we would like to focus on Revelation chapter 17, verse 1 through 6. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 17, verse 1, And here come one of the seven angels, which had the seven vows, and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters. If we read Revelation chapter 17, verse 1, 4, and 5, what gender is given to Babylon? Answer, a woman. What does a woman represent in the Bible? According to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 23, and Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 2, a woman represents a church. So it's clear, based on scripture, that Babylon represents a church entity. Next, upon what is the woman sitting? Answer, she is sitting upon many waters. Revelation chapter 17, verse 15, tells us that waters represents people, multitudes, nations, and tongues. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 17, verse 2, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. What scriptures tell us that wine symbolized doctrine? Proverbs chapter 31, verse 4 and verse 5, and Luke chapter 5, verse 37 through 38. In Luke chapter 5, verse 37 and 38, new wine is true doctrine and old wine is false doctrine. The Bible is telling us we cannot mix truth with error. The Bible says, in Revelation chapter 17, verse 3, So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. This verse is referring to church and state union. Remember, you can't be a king without a kingdom. A beast is a kingdom. And wherever there is a kingdom, there is a king. According to Daniel chapter 7, verse 17 and 23. So what names are on the beast? According to Revelation chapter 17, verse 3. Answer, blasphemy. What does blasphemy mean? According to John chapter 10, verse 30 and 33. A man who claims to be God on earth and a man who claims the power to forgive sins is blasphemy. What colors are the woman wearing? According to Revelation chapter 17, verse 1. Answer, purple and scarlet. Please note, in verse 4, the Bible teaches 
The woman is decked with gold and precious stones. Gold and precious stones represents great wealth. (laughs) How is the church described in Revelation chapter 17, verse 5? Answer, Mystery Babylon the Great, Mother of Harlots, and Abominations of the Earth. Keep in mind, Revelation chapter 16, verse 6, tells us this church has persecuted the saints of God and is guilty of the blood of the martyrs. Who is Babylon? It is the Roman Catholic Church system led by the man of sin, the papacy. So here's a quick review of all that we just learned about Babylon. Is the Roman Catholic Church a woman? Yes. Did the Roman Church rise out of a populated area? Yes. Did the whore commit fornication? Yes. Is the Roman Church passing around her wine? Yes, she is. Is the Roman Church united with the kings of the earth? Yes, she is. Does the Pope claim to be God? And does the Pope claim the power to forgive sin? Yes, he does. What does scarlet and purple mean? Catholic bishops wear purple and Catholic cardinals wear red. Does this church claim to be the mother church? Yes. Does the Roman church claim to be woman and mother? Yes. I encourage you to research an article on Google titled Pope Francis, the church, like Mary, is woman and mother. And finally, does the Roman Catholic Church sit on seven hills? According to Revelation chapter 17, verse 9, yes, Vatican City sits on seven hills. This is a nail that will open up your eyes that this church is influenced by Satan. But Jesus, by his word, is calling us out of apostasy, which is sin, Sunday keeping, and the Roman Catholic Church system. Please, research on Google what are the seven hills of Rome. My brother, sister, or listener, now that you have done the research and it's clear who Babylon is, let us be found converted and fully surrender unto Jesus because Babylon is coming for the church. Bible prophecy is being fulfilled. The woman is now riding the dragon. Yes, the Roman Catholic Church is riding world leaders. Fulfilling Revelation 17 verse 3, she has given world leaders the vaccine, which leads to the final event, a national Sunday law, which is the mark of the beast. I leave you with Isaiah chapter 43 verse 1, which says, But now, thus saith the Lord, Who created you, O Jacob? And he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. I leave you with Psalms chapter 43, verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. I leave you with 
Isaiah chapter 65 verse 24. It shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are still speaking, I will hear. Dear listener, right now is the time to be in Gethsemane, praying to the Lord, because as prayer goes up, blessings come down. Until we meet again, God bless.